Wolf and Luke. And now we come to the thrilling final episode of our radio drama. Ron Wolfley. Yeah, baby, bring it on! Luke Lipinski. The great Luke Lipinski. <laughs> devaluing the word great if you follow with Luke Lipinski. <laughs> Wolf and Luke. Arizona Sports, the local sports leader. <laughs> You're so funny, Jared. On a day like this, I got to hear Jared. And the thing is, this is what people don't realize, because Jared only tells the same three jokes over and over again anyway. That's actually pre-recorded. We just play the same one every day. Well, you got butt hurt on that one. <laughs> it's, yeah. I'm nervous about potential breaking news. I'm on edge. I kind of thought that this would be the hour we might hear something, and okay. I have nothing to base okay, that on. Okay, here we go. Yeah, you know, we both were in agreement before we went off the air. We would hear something, some kind of update on Kevin Durant before 2 o'clock. What if all of a sudden it's 158 and they give us an update and we just get hosed again be because mean. we're off the air? And I don't need the Unless update. you're late, of course. Well, in that case, I'll make sure I'm late. Burns and Gambo will be outside like, uh, hello? <laughs> um, the, Breaking news they, on the Wolf and Luke show. Right in the middle of the commercial break between the shows. Okay, what's your point? Well, they don't, they don't, uh, they don't practice today. And so when we had John Bloom on earlier. He did, he did point out, like, look, they they're not obligated to do anything today. Yeah. Generally speaking, you you tend to hear stuff from the Suns, like an injury report or whatever, around one o'clock. Like if they were playing tonight, we'd probably get an injury report right around now, honestly. So, but I, I, I have to think that they're. If they have anything, they're going to put it out there for the fans okay. and me at some point. No news is good news in this situation? I, I don't know if you can say that. Uh, I don't know if you can say that. It doesn't feel that way, does it? Uh, no, just I'd, I'd rather have some news. Yeah, when you put it that way, like no news is like, no wait, news. what's going on? I thought it was just no, a rolled ankle. Right, exactly. <laughs> you know what? So I, you'd love to hear something, some kind of update. Like, yeah, he rolled it. Yeah. Yep, we can confirm what Monty said. Even if it's just that. He rolled it. Remember when Monty said ankle sprain last night? Uh, He meant it. Yes, he's going to be (laughs) day-to-day. Carry on. We know what that means for the next three weeks. Uh, Here's some of the players in the game last night. Their reaction when they found out that KD was out, starting with Chris Paul. Um, For the game, I was in the locker room. But uh, I didn't know what was going on. If I I seen him on the table, it's like chill. You know what I mean? I don't even care what's going on. You know, and uh, I know how much he loves to play and wanted to play, but uh, stuff happens. Chris Paul has mellowed so much from like earlier in his career. The last two cuts we played from him, he's like, I don't know, he's on the trainer's table. I didn't know. And then Devin Booker, 30 points in the first half. I don't know, he's just doing what he does in the flow of the offense. I looked up, he's like, oh, he's got 30 points. Like Chris Paul's just, I'm here to play basketball. I, I I just know that if I were a teammate, of Kevin Durant's. I would want this to be over with as well. I, I would. Let's get this out of the way, okay? So we can we can get on with the season at some point in time. They all love KD. There's no doubt about that. But I'll, I'll promise you, Kevin Durant wants to get this this home debut over with. Get this this first for Kevin Durant over with. I'm sure he wants that. Especially when, so do his teammates. when you were so close to it happening. Like we all thought at six o'clock last night that it was gonna it's a be distraction. in the distraction. It is. It's a distraction. I guarantee you Monty Williams wants to see this get over with. So they play Sacramento at home on Saturday. 
Then they go on the road to Golden State on Monday, second half of a back-to-back Tuesday at home against Milwaukee. That was the back-to-back. They have two back-to-backs left. So when there were 20 games left, we were trying to figure out how many games KD would play. And we're like, are you going to play them in both halves of a back-to-back? Well, when your first one is Golden State and Milwaukee, I think all things being equal, you would have liked to have played him. I don't don't know now. I mean, I'm I'm just kind of guessing. It's, they're probably going to be like a week and a half. <laughs> just kind of guessing. Because if it's an ankle sprain, that's isn't what that you're what we throwing can? out there right now. It, it took there? you three hours to actually throw that out. A yeah. week and a half. I don't know. I'm just you think it's going to be a week well, and I'm a half? Well, I'm trying to figure out when that game is because then that means is I, is next that home game. And then I mean they go on the road. You're talking about like late March against Philadelphia. Listen, they used the the phrase abundance of caution out of an abundance of caution. Did they not use that phrase? I don't know. Did yeah, they? okay, yeah, I thought they did. <laughs> well, I remember you saying it earlier. <laughs> they they sat him down out of an abundance of caution. That makes a lot of sense right there. It does, but um I don't think he's gonna miss Saturday. I don't think he's gonna miss it. Based on that, based on the fact that he did complete his workout, based on the fact that I didn't see him walking around or nobody saw him walking around with crutches, but in a boot. A boot is not a boot and crutches. That's bad. I don't know anything, and I'm not a doctor, and I certainly, even if I was a doctor, couldn't do it over TV or you know, watching from somebody 100 yards away in an in a arena. I'll take that bet that he doesn't play on Saturday, though. He may, he may be back for the Golden State game. I'm sure he wants to play in that game. I don't think he's what, playing what Saturday. What does that say if he looks at him and says, I'm fine? I'm totally fine. We wanted to sit you down last night because we saw you roll it. We saw you roll that thing out there, and it kind of did hurt you right there. And you admit it. You laid on the ground for a few seconds before you got up. Um, we saw you do it. Why don't you just settle down right there? They, they're not. We need this win, yes, but they don't have SGA out there. You just settle down, okay? We're going to be fine tonight. You don't need to play tonight. I. You know, I would have thought all of that. That was what I was thinking during the game last night. That's where I kept trying to to make sure I I went of like everything you just said, hundred percent. But when they said ankle sprain, that's why I, I tend to believe he's going to miss at least a game. Okay, that it, that's a hundred percent why I'm doing it. It's, this is not a like oh nothing goes right for sports fans in Arizona ever. That's not where my brain is right now. It's just if it's ankle sprain. I would be surprised if he's back on Saturday. See, if somebody if if somebody has a picture of him on crutches, okay, and I'm talking about a, a recent picture. Yeah, of you him can find on them crutches. from earlier you can in his find career. Them, that's right. I'm talking about a recent uh, photograph. If somebody has empirical evidence that he was on a crutch, I would be more apt to believe you. I would, but if you're not on a crutch, man, walking boot aside. He's going to be fine. Here's uh, Booker. I do think he's going to be fine. I just don't know that well, they're going to play yeah, him on Saturday. talking about sooner as opposed to later. Uh, Booker, after the game, when he found out. Um, right before we ran out, I see him still sitting on the table. And, you know, it is what it is. Unfortunate event, but, you know, nothing serious. So, you know, we'll get him back right. Boy, what a, what a horrible way to, to run out of the tunnel. All right, guys, let's get a big win here tonight. Let's get, we're going to run down Sacramento. We're going to run down Memphis. This is huge. Keep this winning streak going. By the way, KD's not playing. Let's go. Like, what a weird way to start the game. Yeah, it, it was a weird. 
it was a weird way to start the game. But again, I'm 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 optimistic based on the evidence that we have right now. And I know I'm an optimistic person to begin with. I make no apology for that. I don't grow up on a dead end street in a rich town. Okay, go ahead and do that. I had to be an optimist. I had to be positive every day. And I'm not going to apologize for it. But having said that, once again, I think there's evidence here you can point to and say he's going to be fine. He's going to be okay. They were just scared. All right. When we come back, we'll get over to football. Uh, What did Jonathan Gannon think about that NFLPA report card and specifically what it said about the Cardinals? He weighed in. We'll get into it next. It's Wolf and Luke on Arizona Sports, the local sports leader. Wolf and Luke. Arizona Sports, the local sports leader. All right, last week we were talking about those NFL PA team report cards that the uh, Players Association put out, right? Went through and graded, you know, treatment of families, nutrition, weight room, strength staff, training room, training staff, locker room, and the travel. Travel is like the hidden category you have to scroll over for. Yeah. And uh, I believe somebody compiled all the grades together and said the commanders were ranked 32nd in the league. The commanders. Commanders. The uh, Cardinals were ranked 31st when you put them all together. They had some Fs in there, F-minuses, A-minus on strength staff. No, we're going to put that in the negative category. Definitely not in the positive. Uh, Here's Jonathan Gannon, though, yesterday reacting to that. And again, Gannon comes in with a unique perspective because he's now the head coach of this team. But he wasn't here a month ago, right? So as far as like having the outside perspective, he's had that on the Cardinals for most of his career, but now he's right there in the center of everything, and he talked about those uh, those results that the Players Union put out. When I interviewed for this job, um, if I was going to be the head coach here, the directive was I want a fresh set of eyes on everything that we're doing with football operations, and I want to know between you and Monty how it can be better and how we can improve that. And um, I've been... You know, I don't know, a month on the job or so, but Michael has been fantastic. We've always, we already have made uh, improvements with what Monty and I thought that could help us win, uh, that would help us better serve the players to get some, do some different things or uh, maybe make a couple adjustments here or there. So not really concerned about what went on in the past. I'm concerned about how we move forward to help our team win. Yeah, I love that from JG right there. I'm glad to see that Michael Bidwell is going to use this new regime to make changes to their football operations, according to JG right there, because whether it bothers me or not, and it does bother me, that there are so many guys that care about this stuff, but most players today... They do care about this stuff. Do you think it is most? Do you think it, I mean, well, if you had the ballpark of percentage? Most players care about it, but again, when it comes right down to where they're going to go, it's all about money. Well, it's all about the money. It is. Now, listen, if you're tied, okay, maybe that will come into play then. But it's all about the money in free agency. 
It's funny you say that because Kelvin Beecham was on with Burns and Gambo yesterday and had a very similar thought. At the end of the day, I think when you have, and you're young, it's about getting as much money as you can while you can. And, you know, you have the issues with a wave room or you have the issues with rats in your locker room. Like, I think you're just finding ways to get paid and you're finding a way. You can deal with a whole bunch of stuff. As like, long as the money's coming in. As long as the money's coming in. If we're just being honest. Like, this no, is. You're not wrong. Yeah. No, just being honest. Like, yeah. you're going to find a way if somebody's going to put an offer in front of you that's $40 million. Like, you're telling me, hey, all because the weight room bad, I don't want to take that $40 million. Like, all right, I, I'll go work out outside. I'll go work out. Like, <laughs> I'll build a workout room. You know, I build, house, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, so right, it's like, yeah. you know, it, 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 does, it, does, it, does it look bad? Does it sound bad? Yes. Is there a way in which to, to, to rectify it? Yes. Will it discourage guys from wanting to play football? Because at the end of the day, it's about playing football. Will it discourage guys from wanting to play football? I don't think so. But I think it is good to have that information as you're thinking about the decision that you're going to make. Man, I love that from Beach right there. That is exactly the way that I feel, honestly, right there. I Listen, do the Arizona Cardinals need to make improvements? Yes, they do. But give me the guy that shows up for work. And I said this earlier, but give me the guy who shows up with a head full of knowledge and a heart full of ball out. Those are the guys that you want. There, there are guys, and see, I get, I get emotional about this space and onions, and I'm sorry because when, when we start talking about this, I, I see faces. <laughs> I, I see dead people. I see faces, and in their faces of former teammates who used to blame everybody and everything around them as to why they went out and didn't do their job. And it drives me nuts. Now, again, I'm not saying I'm not saying it's it's it shouldn't be important. It should be important to organizations what the NFLPA and what the rank and file believes about your organization and how you can actually improve your organization. Well, that that, should that was the whole point, according to uh, J.C. Treader on that report card. Like he wrote up a note of like, we're, we don't want this to be a one time thing. And the whole point is to lead to improvements and sort of shed light on the fact because I could absolutely see as a team maybe not the Cardinals I don't know but just any team maybe you don't realize how your facilities or your locker room or your you know nutrition or whatever compares to the rest of the league and if you're just you know middle of the pack then I guess who cares but if you're really at the bottom or you're very at the very top you you know that's that's worth knowing like you said it earlier we do have to remember it's within the context of the NFL you know it's not like the it's not like okay, well, you got a you got a bad grade on weight room. That means you have two dumbbells that are different weights right, exactly. and like a, a, a frayed bench or something. It's it's within the context of the NFL, but it's embarrassing. I mean, it is. There's there's no way it's it's not embarrassing. But does it affect your product on the field? I don't know that See, it really does. You know, uh, once again, it is embarrassing only, but uh, only within the context. Within the context of this report card. If you walk somebody in there, if you walk somebody in there and said, this is the weight room, I've you'd never, be like, Whoa. I've never walked through the Cardinals facility and been like, oh, this is lacking. I've never <laughs> thought that. I'm just saying, like, if I was running a team and then the report yeah, card came right. out and had you ranked, you'd be like, okay, well, maybe. But I guess that's kind of the here's, point. Here, here's the whole thing about it, once again. I cannot stop seeing the faces of dudes that blamed everything but themselves for why they couldn't go do their job. So when I see this, this is what I think of. When I hear this story, Basinonis, this is what I think of right here. I want dudes who love the game more than loving the life. And there are a lot of guys in the NFL who love the life more than they love the game. There, I said it.
and that's what I believe. Give me the guy, hey, Monty Ford. let's find the guy who loves the game way more than he even loves the life. Let's find that guy who's going to go out there and bleed all over the field, literally, and not bat an eyeball. Let's find that guy. So you're saying bring Fitz back? Is that... That, that's, what, that's what I'm hearing. Bring Larry Fitzgerald back. Kelvin Beecham, uh, again, on with Burns and Gambo. They asked him if this report card allows the Cardinals to improve now going forward, which you just kind of heard from Jonathan Gannon. And I don't want to bury this. Like, we talked, everybody talks so much about it. You got to go outside the organization for your head coach and outside for your GM. Yeah. Jonathan Gannon said in that first cut that we played this segment that Michael Bidwell basically put the directive out there of like, okay, you guys are a set of fresh eyes. How can we improve? And and that, to me, is following through on it. It's not just, okay, we brought in a coach from a different team. All right, well, utilize that. This guy has a unique perspective that, quite honestly, a year from now he's not going to have because he's just going to be so entrenched in everything That's Cardinals. That's a great point. That uh, is but, a great point right there. Here's, uh, here's Beecham's response. Mr. Bitwell is a competitor. You know, he takes this and he's going to run with it and he's going to find a way to be much better at what he does. I mean, he's a pilot. The pilot is, he continues to innovate and, and, and get better at what he does. And he's not going to just take this, see this, and be like, oh, I'm not going to do nothing about it. I think he will find a way to improve. And again, I think all these owners are super competitive at the end of the day. Like, I mean, look at the stadiums. You know, you had Jerry's World and then you had Vegas and then you had, they, they try to one up each other in every single fashion. I think this is just going to be another opportunity for them to upgrade their facilities and kind of compete in that particular level um, of leadership. Got to find the right guys. You got to find the right guys. And it's so funny because, yeah, you got to improve. I, I totally agree with everything that Beach is saying about this. You have to. You have to do it. But more importantly to me is to find a guy who's not going to use this and blame this for why he's not doing his job, you know, or why he he got beat on a play. I, I it's personal to me once again because of my own experiences. You know, you you got some guys, guys that vote on facilities and food and family, um, but. There are guys that know that'll never, ever impact my performance. I'm never going to let it impact my performance. Even if the Cardinals were dead last in the league, they're number 31. Even if they were dead last in the league, you'll never hear Buda Baker point to anything and say, that's the reason why I got beat. That's the reason why I didn't do my job. I could have done it better. You know, those. that's my point on all of this is, look at do the Cardinals need to improve? Yes, they need to get better. They need to compete with the rest of the league. There's no denying that. But having said that, hey, Monty Ford, do me a favor. Find the guys who don't care about that. Find the guys who care about the field more than the facility. There's one more from Jonathan Gannon. There's some things that uh, we're, we're going to look at to try to improve, and, and ultimately that's what it comes down to, you guys, is, you know, you, you could like blue, you could like red. Well, what's the best color for the player? So that's how we're going to, like I said, that's how we're going to make decisions, and that's how we'll go about it. But um, I think our players will appreciate that we're making those type of decisions with them in mind first. I like a certain bar that I want to train with and squat with, but if the players don't want it, we're not 
gonna we're not gonna get that bar. You know what I'm saying? So uh, really, they'll, they'll be excited about the changes that are coming. Yeah, the only reason any of this holds any water at all is because it was the players voting. Yeah, I mean, I, I feel like we need to cycle back to that because we said that when it first came out last week or whenever that was. The only reason I even read it is because the players were voting. This is not like media members walking through. Well, you know, the, yeah. the chair, I didn't like right. the armor. Then who cares? Right. But if all of the players are voting, I think you at least need to pay attention. No, I think you're right about that. Do you have the cut by Calvin Beecham, though, when he was he was literally talking about, yeah, did I notice? No, you, you don't. We're going we're to have a break right now. But even Beach was like, yeah, oh, yeah. I, yeah. And he's been around. He's been he, around. He hasn't, he's not like a cardinal his entire career. Yeah. He's not focusing on anything off the field. He's focusing on everything on the field. Uh, text us your thoughts to the FanDuel text line at 620-620 right now. We come back. Did the Western Conference and the NBA just become that much more unpredictable last night for more than just the Kevin Durant reason? We'll get into that next. It's Wolf and Luke on Arizona Sports, the local sports leader. Wolf and Luke Middays, Arizona Sports, the local sports leader. Welcome back to the show. It is Wolf and Luke on a Thursday afternoon. Now, we were all focused. Just jamming out over there. Yeah, <laughs> give me my doppers. You should just, the, the picture that you have in your mind of who listens to the music Maloney plays, you should come yeah. into work one day dressed like that. Right, just okay. don't say anything. Okay. Just like checkered shoes. Like just, yeah. Sorry, maybe I'll do that. Do right it. There. Some dockers on. Right? You're not going to do it. Deck shoes. I, I don't think I've ever seen you wear anything other than a polo. I know. And flat boots, of course. Well, actually, I do put on the Puma sneakers from time to time. Yeah. <laughs> the Pumas. Are they the but DeAndre the flat boots? Ones? That's what I feel best in. Flat boots. It's what the coal miners would wear. So if I want to dress up as Wolf for Halloween, and I now want to because this idea yes. is just hitting me right now okay. in the air. Flat boots, jeans, polo. Yes. Hat. Scrape up the knuckles. Headphones. <laughs> <laughs> Yes. We should do that next year. We'll just come in dressed as each other for Halloween. You know what? we got to do that if we're actually hanging around. I always have my best Halloween ideas in March, and then absolutely we'll forget that by October. Uh, All right. It wasn't just the Suns losing Kevin Durant last night, and you know maybe lose is, is too strong of a word because we don't know. Nobody's ruled him out for Saturday yet. I don't think he's going to play Saturday, but nobody's ruled him out. All we know is ankle sprain, walking boot at the end of the game. You and I were talking during the break, and uh, it, it is worth mentioning again. It was Des Cambridge that was... Uh, Rumored apparently to be walking into that the ASU game last night in a walking boot. Played thirty minutes. <laughs> walking boot that. doesn't mean like right. end of season. Right. This is what they're doing now. Back when I was playing Basinonians, if they put anything on your foot, if they wrapped you up, and they used to do that an awful lot, everything would be wrapped. It doesn't matter if if you tweak something, you're going to be wrapping it. Um. They didn't have walking boots back when I did it. They had more splint boots. You know what I'm talking about? Like a splint boot on as opposed to these walking boots that you see right now that look like something that you'd wear on the moon. These walking boots now. They're okay. a little bit yeah, more they, they look like moon boots. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Where it was more of a splint that you'd, you'd be wearing if you messed up your ankle. Um, 
it's it's different now. And when you hear Cambridge actually wore a walking boot into last night's game, and then you're telling me that he played played thirty minutes, thirty minutes, um, that changes everything. But this, again, side note on the ASU thing: their game doesn't start till nine thirty again tonight, which I don't care about locally. Nine thirty, that's fine. Like I can stay up easily till midnight to watch the game. But on the East Coast, where the selection committee mostly is, it means the game won't end till two a.m. And the game tonight is kind of pivotal. If you beat USC, you would like some credit for beating USC. I know you weren't going to get any for being Oregon State, but you beat USC. That's That that was a bubble team a week ago. Anyway, don't get me started. Can I turn off this uh, video of no. Kevin Durant getting hurt that I've had rolling for three and a half hours on this computer? Yeah, over? yeah please do. All right, that's gone. Um, it wasn't just him last night. Luka Doncic left the Mavericks game early. The Mavericks lost, by the way. Drops them back into the play-in tournament. He played 28 minutes, and then he left and was asked. It was a thigh issue. And when they asked him how the thigh felt after the game, he replied, quote, not good, unquote. And this is something. He didn't get hit in the game. Nothing happened during yeah. the game. It, it, he, he can't even totally pinpoint. His quote was, I think it was the second game after the All-Star break. Something like that. This one I didn't get hit, so this is kind of weird for me. I don't really know what it is, unquote. I don't feel comfortable reading Luca quotes, I gotta be honest. <laughs> totally. Can, can I just say right now that the Mavericks are in a tough situation right now. Earlier in the show, I called it the crosshairs of conundrums. And it truly is. This is what my coach used to say. Where you had two choices, and both of them sucked buttermilk for the most part. Great. And I think that's what the Mavericks are going to be faced with here. It, it puts them in a tough situation. What are you going to do with, with Don? What are you going to do with them right now? A quad is a dicey thing to pull or strain or tweak. It really is. Because unless that thing gets healed, it could tweak easier the next time. It could mess you up easier the next time. So now all of a sudden you got to think about that going forward. Are you going to play them and let them fight through it and play through it so you get into the postseason? Or don't play them and possibly miss the playoffs. You see the crosshairs of conundrums. Yeah, well, and the the uh, complicating factor with the Mavericks is you went out and you kind of went all in on this season by trading for Kyrie. I mean, that did happen a couple of days before the Durant trade. It got overshadowed, obviously, by the KD trade. But you traded for Kyrie, and you might be saying, well, okay, it's still a smart move. I mean, you're next year. And he's not signed for next mm-hmm. year. You, you basically went out and traded for a rental. Now, I'm sure they intend to sign him. But good luck predicting what Kyrie's thinking, right? Especially, I mean, let's just play this out. What if what if Luca had to miss three weeks? They right now are a game and a half up on 10th in the Western Conference. So yeah. if they dropped out of the playoffs and they missed the play-in even, or they, say they end up in the play-in, they lose a, a, a one-and-done against the Lakers. You think that's going to make Kyrie yeah. want to come back? So Dallas is kind of all in on, like, if you can play, you got to play. Yeah, if you can play, you got to play. And I think that probably is what they're going to try to do. Maybe give him a week, but it depends. It all depends, again, where that strain is in the quad and how bad of a strain it is. It sounds like Luke is saying himself, not good. Yeah, when he says not good, that doesn't sound good. That, to me, does not sound good. And Look at that analysis by both of us. Okay, think about it, though. Your hamstring base in Orleans, you you can pull your ham pretty good, and you can miss two, three weeks pretty easily. 
your hamstring. Yeah. You do it to your quad, you're talking about a month sometimes. Yeah, that's like the... It's so backwards. It, it really... Now, again, to what degree is that strain for Luka Doncic? I, I don't know, but I just know the quad is not good. It's like the calf. That's not good either. It doesn't really sound like Dallas knows yet either, um, but that's just kind of the the pattern or the trend in the Western Conference right now. You've got the Suns trying to figure out what's up with KD. You've got Dallas, who I, I would argue, and I think most people would agree, is probably in a dicier spot because, A, they're, they're much further down in the standings, and B... They lose Luka for any period of time. They don't have Devin Booker, Chris Paul, and DeAndre Ayton to fall back on. You know, the, the thing with last night with KD is everybody, Suns fans look at it and they're like, man, they can't win a title without KD. You trade yeah. away Mikel Bridges. But could you win the majority of your final 16 regular season games? Yeah, you probably should. You still have Devin Booker and DeAndre Ayton and Chris Paul. It's just, is he going to be around and ready to go 100% in the playoffs? With Dallas, if Luka has to miss time, they may not make the playoffs. Then you have New Orleans, who I think were again two weeks away from Zion getting reevaluated. Like he was so good at the start of the season, and now he's played 29 games again. Like the guy just doesn't play. And they are one game away from dropping completely out of the play in. You've got uh, Memphis with John Morant. They said he's going to be away from the team for at least four more games. They've, Memphis is free falling right now. They are absolutely they are free falling. So that's, I mean, that's three, four, if you want to throw the Suns in there, four of your big players in the Western Conference that are kind of like, what's going on right now? With the Suns, I would I would just repeat to everybody, they are 16-5 and five in their last 21 games. Yeah. yeah, you know, the Grizzlies, once again, they've lost three in a row in our 5-5 five and five in their last 10, and we all know what's going on with John Morant. It, it saddens me. It does. It sickens me to see this going on with Jaw. Yet at the same time, um, I hope he gets better. I hope he gets well. But I am willing to say that the Grizzlies, this is, this is the worst thing that could happen to them. To not only tangibly miss a guy that impacts games the way that Jaw Morant does, but to also... Now, the intangible of him not being there, to miss him with his teammates and try to adjust to not having John Morant, how are you going to do that? That just sets them back immediately. The distraction that it becomes inside the locker room, too, is profound. I don't expect this. This sounds horrible to say. But I expect that freefall to continue with the Grizzlies. Well, I'll give the Grizzlies credit because at least from the outside, it does look like they're prioritizing John Morant getting his life, career, whatever, yeah. back on track above. Because this is not this is not October. We're in March, and are they going to free fall all, all the way out of the playoffs? No, but th- this is not what you want going on. You don't want to be losing going into the playoffs. And for them to already say, okay, he's, he's missed a couple games, he's going to miss at least four more till we get this figured out. And, and sort of the strong words that their coach had uh, earlier in the week, too, of like, no, this is our priority. So at least from the outside looking in, it seems like they really are making it their priority to get him back on track. No, you're right about that, but what else do they know? That we don't know. Well, that's, that's a fair point. Uh, the Madness tips off next week, and with it comes your chance to win the Arizona Sports Bracket Bucks, presented by Santan Ford and Schwartz Laser Eye Center. Just text BUCKS to 620-620 to sign up, receive your bracket, and compete for your shot at over $3,000 worth of prizes. If you register before Sunday, you'll also be winner to win a $200 gift card courtesy of Mavericks in Scottsdale. So again, text BUCKS to 620-620. We come back, final segment of the show. Why is it so important for the Suns to just get that Kevin Durant 
home debut out of the way. That's next. It's Wolf and Luke on Arizona Sports, the local sports leader. Wolf and Luke, Arizona Sports, the local sports leader. Final segment of the show here on this Thursday afternoon. There has not been an update from the Suns. So am I supposed to read something good into that or something bad into that or nothing because they just Um, have the day off? Once again, no news is good news? I don't know. It doesn't feel that way. It feels like if there was some great news to report, they'd be like, hey, everybody calm down, right? We, we, we looked. He might miss a game. Look, KD is going to be fine. We, we just, we were, we wanted to be cautious with him. We wanted to be careful with him. We know how important he is going forward right now. We didn't want to just run him out there willy-nilly after we all saw him roll his ankle. Just relax. Right? <laughs> I mean, Reaching for the panic button. Is, I'm just moving it. I'm not hitting it. You would want people to know. You would think that he's going to be fine. That's why I am a little, just a little, maybe concerned yeah. if, in fact, over the next 10 minutes, we don't hear something. Well, this just just because this is tends to be the time of day when the Suns would, would put something like that out. But again, they don't play tomorrow. They have today off, so they really don't now... If we don't hear anything by tomorrow at this time, then that would be a little more concerning because tomorrow there's going to be a practice and everything. So tomorrow we're definitely going to hear something. Is this the tease the Suns want out there, though? (laughs) Is this the kind of tease that you want out there if you're the Phoenix Suns? Well, no, I think they just want him to not get hurt during warm-ups and they don't even have to talk about this anymore and they don't have to talk about ma- Look, him making he's fine, Luke. His, his You're over there talking over there. Home debut. All day. You're over there four hours talking about how KD, he's fine. Boy, that was, that was, it wasn't the first thing I thought of, but I, I, as I was watching the game last night, I did. I thought of Wolf and I was like, man, we ended the show yesterday, and you're like, I'm just, I'm glad that now we yes. don't have to speculate on, oh, how's he going to do it his first home game? Like, it's going to be done. And then it didn't happen. So here we go again. Just get it out of the way right now. This is, this is, it, it's got to be a bit of a distraction to other uh, guys, his teammates that are playing with Kevin Durant. Of course, it's got to be a bit of distraction because they want to get it over with. Everyone's talking about it. You just want to get into a normal routine. KD was talking about this very thing just a couple of days ago, talking about wanting to find that normal and get into a normal rhythm, an ebb and flow of the season. And so do his teammates. I'll promise you that's what they want as well. And I don't know any coach who likes a distraction. I don't know any coach. I don't care what sport you're playing. I don't care. Coaches despise distractions for the most part. They don't want you distracted. And this, getting this over, it's this little thing. It is a distraction. KD making his home debut. Let's get this thing over with so we can actually get on with the season. Yeah. Get on with the postseason. I mean, to your point, I, I don't think that this is, I'm not worried about this. But you you wouldn't want that to carry over into the playoffs. You know what I mean? You wouldn't want it to be, okay, here we go, Suns hosting the Clippers in round one. Here's game one. Oh, by the way, it's also KD's first home game. You know what I mean? You wouldn't want that. They closed the season with a home game. Um, but they don't, they don't have a ton of home games coming up. They've got Sacramento on Saturday. 
and then Milwaukee next Tuesday and, and Orlando next Thursday. But other than that, they'll have another home game until March 25th. And I want to be really, really clear on this right now. This isn't one of those distractions that are, oh man, this is so detrimental. But most coaches I know don't like any distractions whatsoever. And this is a little thing. It is. But when you're Kevin Durant, it, that little thing seems to get much bigger when you're talking about making your home debut. Much bigger. Especially, I mean, let's not pretend that this there wasn't a lot of this last night. People being like, I told you so. He gets hurt. <laughs> like, all right. That's kind of a freak play. I mean, he does have an injury history. But there, there's, there was definitely a lot of that going on last night. Of, oh, you traded a guy who's never missed a game for a guy who gets hurt. Like, all right. He's, he's missed one game. We'll just see where this goes. Um, what they really need to do is on Saturday, say he's not going to play. And then he just plays. It's the exact opposite of what happened last night, right? <laughs> hey, every, okay, here's the home debut against Oklahoma City. Oh, wait, he's not playing. So then Saturday against Sacramento, it's like, all right, well, let's just go watch the Suns. Hey, that's Kevin Durant out there. I'm just hoping, again, that Saturday is going to be his debut. Well, I, I feel like, again, based on the evidence that we have right now, we've been talking about it all show, but based on the evidence that we have, I do believe Kevin Durant, um, it, it's not unfeasible unfeasible to me. It's not ridiculous that he plays Saturday. I, I don't know why you're so you're, you're like, no way. You're, you're ready to bet money that he's going to miss Saturday. I just because they said sprain. It makes me think, even if even if the scenario you and I were hoping for earlier, where where KD you know talks to him today and the swelling's down and everything, and he's like, "I'm good to go," I think even in that scenario they would say it's a sprained ankle. We'll we'll see on Tuesday. You know, I think even then they would they would sit him one more game just to be safe. I hope I'm wrong. Look, I, I mean, the game against Sacramento matters. Their next three games. Sacramento's second in the West, Milwaukee's first in the East and first overall, and Golden State is the defending champs. Those are their next three games. Mm-hmm. So when you talk about the value of having Kevin Durant and actually having your roster together and your actual lineup and, and working things out, you get a lot more out of a stretch where you know you're playing Sacramento, you're playing you're playing Milwaukee, you're playing Golden State than Charlotte. You know, you're not you're not going to face a lot of adversity against Charlotte. You're not going to, as a team, have to overcome adversity against the Bulls on Friday night. But your next three games were actually kind of a little bit of a test to to push you a little bit with your actual new team. Yeah, and we were talking about this earlier in the broadcast as well, Luke. But can you imagine Kevin Durant? How much he wants to get this over with himself? Yeah. Wouldn't you? If yeah. you were oh, yeah. in that position yeah. right now, Basinonians, every one of us, if we project ourselves into the mind of Kevin Durant and just wanting to get that home debut over with, just please, I want to play in front of the new fan base. I want to, hey, everybody, here I am. I'm so glad to be here. I've already played my first game. It was on the road, but I've already played my first game in front. Now I want to, I want to do it at home and get this over with. And and get into that normal groove, the ebb and flow of a season. I I totally can empathize with him in that regard. The other thing too is the trade happened over a month ago. You know, I know he didn't start playing games till last Wednesday, but the tra- it just if you're if you're putting yourself in Kevin Durant's shoes and you're trying to get that perspective, like. And he said, you know, he he had a press conference basically in front of fans. And he has said since then how much he wants to come here and fit in. He said it for the city. He said it for his teammates. If you're Kevin Durant, you got traded a month ago and you haven't got to play a home game yet. (laughs) Yeah, he probably wants to get this. And not only that, you were, what, 10 minutes, 15 minutes away from playing your first home game. 
I'm sure he wants to get this out of the way at this point. No doubt about it. I, I know that I would do that. I would want that as well. I couldn't wait to play my first game with the Cleveland Browns. I could not wait to get that out of the way. I had never played for another team other than the Cardinals. Yeah. I could not wait just to get that first game out of the way. Get it out of the way so I wasn't ever thinking about it like I was leading up to it. The rule, though, is until he comes back, Devin Booker just has to put up 40-plus every game. We cool with that? I think we'd all sign off on that. Okay. All right. Yeah. And Terrence Ross, if you want to drop 24, that's hey, great, too. With that high-arching three. It's a high-arching three. Yeah. Unbelievable. Good for him. All right. Uh, thanks to Aaron Maloney and Jesse Morrison behind the glass for Wolf. I'm Luke. We've got Burns and Gambo coming up next right here on Arizona Sports, the local sports leader.